0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasyland Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fiumafredo with Coast to Coast Sports. And happy July, everybody. It is July 1st, meaning it is now crunch time for NFL teams, players, and fans to start getting ready for the upcoming season. Your know, preseason starts in a little over a month. Uh, they're only playing three games this year, so this early offseason or late off season really is going to be very important for everybody. But in terms of fantasy football, it's really time to start focusing. So I thought, since it's the start of a new month, uh, we're gonna have some fun today. It's gonna be a first mock draft ever on this channel. And what's gonna be interesting about this one is I'm gonna go in blind. Basically, I haven't really looked at rankings, ADPs, any of that. I haven't even looked like I'm kind of thinking of strategies in my head, but not really like researching them, seeing what people are getting at what. Draft position. So, what really am I looking for right now in this upcoming mock draft? Because it's going to be my first one and I know nothing right now. Uh, What I'm looking for is really just going to be the initial rankings of these players. Should be a lot of surprises in terms of where guys are ranked. You know, maybe I think a sleeper guy isn't really a sleeper. You know, I, I said last week Najee Harris could be one of the better running backs that you can get at an RB2 value. Maybe he's already ranked as like an RB1. And then there are some other guys maybe I think won't be as high as, their draft, as they're ranked or that they will be, and vice versa pretty much. I'm also going to be looking at where the quarterbacks and the tight ends start going, you know. This year is going to be very strictly about running backs and receivers as it normally is. But this quarterback and tight end class, especially the tight ends, Starting to get a little thin once you pass those top two, three guys. So it should be interesting to see which guys go in the first three rounds, where that drop-off starts, and it's basically running back, running back, receiver, receiver, basically, and then where it starts up again. So, and the final thing, I like to think about how these automated drafts, I'm using a mock draft simulator, just Google it. And a bunch of them will come up. You can pick anyone. They're all very accurate in terms of ADPs and uh, what people are going to be drafting where. But I like to think about this as how it's going to be different from my own, you know. I'm not playing with experts that are going to be drafting the same strategies as the computer. But it's definitely going to follow the similar trends, you know. You can definitely, if you're doing an offline draft, it gets a little... Interesting, too, because everyone's got different rankings of players. But I'm g- going to definitely see what this draft is going to be different from my own if quarterbacks, I think, are going later than they will in my own draft. Uh, what people in my league would do in certain situations now that I've been playing with them for a few years now. Uh, and one of the other things I find very interesting, and I tend to do this a lot, is all uh, if there's nobody really to pick that I like in the later rounds say like the 10th of 11th round, I might take a defense that I think is going to be startable every single week. Last year I did this with the Baltimore Ravens and they ended up working out pretty nicely for me. So that's something I'm definitely going to be looking forward to. Before we start, we're just going to get into it in just about a minute here, but we're doing a 10 team, two wide receivers, one flex and uh, six bench bots, defense and kicker obviously. Uh, But I'm going to have the number one pick since this is the first mock draft of the year. And what are we going to do with this first pick? We're going to be picking at the turn. So that's going to be a strategy in itself. Number one overall, I'm not really worried about. I'm probably going to go with Christian McCaffrey. But what picking on the turn means is you're going to be reaching for guys that you want. You know, last year I really wanted Dak Prescott, but he was more of a mid to late fifth round when I had the first pick of the fifth round. And I ended up taking him a little higher than his ADP would tell me. And a lot of people thought it would be a reach. But he ended up, before the injury, was actually one of the better quarterbacks. So if you really like a guy, don't be afraid to jump on him because, you know, once you pick in that second spot, you are waiting 20 picks, and your guy might not be there. So, really, fantasy football is all about that gut feeling. And if there's a guy you want, don't be afraid to take him because his ADP is, like, four or five picks lower than you have. So, definitely keep that in mind, and we'll see what I can do with similar situations in this one. But we're going to get underway here. Uh, It's going to load a little bit, but... Yep, we're on the clock, and basically Christian McCaffrey's number one, but let's look at the – I'm trying to find the rankings on this one, on this website, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey's at number one. This is what they have right now. Dalvin Cook is the second-highest rated player, Kamara, Barkley, and Derrick Henry at five. Then it starts getting a little interesting, adding receivers into the mix. Let's look at the running backs, though. Uh, Nick Chubb actually the tenth running back, and they have it split up into a few tiers. He's in tier three, which is very interesting, considering he got guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones in that second tier. I think Chubb's going to be a lot better than those guys. Like I said, Najee Harris at the fifteenth. Maybe we'll scoop him in the back of the second round. We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to go McCaffrey here. Let's draft them and see what the rest of the picks go. So I see Dalvin Cook at two. Uh, it's going quick. Najee Harris actually going at the top of the second round. Let's look at the draft log real quick if there's any surprises. So this is a ten-team mock draft. So Tyree Kill was actually the only wide receiver taken in this first round, according to the simulator, I guess. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, two oh four. Najee Harris, 202. That's their sec- second round, uh, second overall pick, that means. Cam Akers actually went a little late. Uh, and DeAndre Swift, a second round pick. I don't we'll we'll talk about him in probably a later episode. But now it's time to let's just see how many running backs actually went in these first few picks. Uh yeah. Uh six fourteen running backs were picked already. Uh And uh, that's opposed to four wide receivers. So there's a few wide receivers left. I'm going to uh, scoop up here Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with my first pick, or my second pick, so top, bottom of the second round. And I'm actually going to go with Justin Jefferson at my wide receiver one spot. And now we wait. So this is where the receivers start to go. And I see Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, Josh Allen actually going very early. I want to start looking at the quarterbacks now. Yeah, just Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were the first two quarterbacks off the board. And this is the first time I'm kind of seeing these rankings. They have Kyler Murray at number three, Lamar Jackson at four. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers at eight. Aaron Rodgers, definitely a very interesting situation. Wow, Jalen Hurts at nine. And then two guys I talked about last week, Ryan Tannehill and Matthew Stafford at 12. So if you're, I'm guessing this means if you're in a 12-man league, those are going to be the bottom of the barrel. Tom Brady actually very high in terms of draft rankings. He's at number 10. Uh, Deontay, Deontay Johnson just went the pick right before me. Wide receivers flew off the board in this round. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of them taken. And there's still some good names, though. Not, only 17 guys went so far. And yeah, Chris Godwin, C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore. Those are a lot of guys I kind of like. But I think this is going to be the fourth round. I already have two running backs and one wide receiver. But I'll probably do the same thing, go wide rece- running back, wide receiver again. And I think I'm going to go... I had Chris Godwin last year. he Performed... A little under what I expected when I drafted him in the third round. Uh, but I'm guessing... I'm thinking either C.D. Lamb or D.J. Moore. If I'm really concerned about it, I'd go looking at my bye weeks. Uh, C.D. Lamb right now is the what the experts are telling me to do. But he also has a seven week seven bye. Uh, D.J. Moore week 13, I already have Christian McCaffrey, though. This is a tough pick. I'm going to go uh, start off with C.D. Lamb and then look towards the running back position again. Chris Carson, wow, is still there. He would be a great guy to put in my flex. There are a few other guys I really like that we're going to go in this upcoming round. David Montgomery, Travis Etienne going early. Josh Jacobs fell to, wow, the sixth round. Miles Sanders even in the sixth round. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a strategy I wanted to talk about. We're going to take a pause here because we're five picks in. Uh, there's no timer on this, so I could just ramble for as long as I want. But if in the first five rounds of this year's draft, it's going to be very interesting in terms of running backs and wide receivers. We started talking about how thin the star running back position is, especially the bell cow. But... Uh, we're going to talk about this in probably a later week, but I'm definitely thinking about taking three running backs with my first five picks. And that's because, here, there's a perfect example. Let's see. Uh, We're already about 20, 24 running backs in, 23 maybe, it that have been taken so far in this 10-team mock draft as opposed to actually a very similar number of wide receivers so far. But I like the names that I'm seeing in this wide receiver group. Kenny Galladay, T. Higgins, Juju. Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Chark. Robbie Anderson ranked at the 31 spot on this website. Will Fuller in Miami at 35. I think he's going to have a pretty good year if he could stay on the field. This de- this is definitely a much deeper class at the wide receiver position than it is at running backs. You have Mike Davis who should be the starter in Atlanta. Kareem Hunt who I mentioned in the earlier video, I think he's going to be a handcuff that you don't want to take just because it's going to be too high of a draft pick. Chase Edmonds is going to be split in time. Melvin Gordon still available. Mostert, James Robinson, both of those guys might get their lose their jobs to some rookies. And the list just goes on and on. Damian Harris, very low at 34. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot more talent at the wide receiver position, guys that can make an impact. On the game, these wide receivers now that I have three towards the sixth or seventh round that I'm going to take one, these are guys that are either going to be – that are either going to – you think are going to pan out and they flop or guys that you're taking a flyer on anyway and they could lose their job or they could gain the starting job. It depends on how they play. So I think I'm going to go with a wide receiver here just to keep it even. Uh, I – hmm. This is actually going to be a tough pick. Kenny Galladay, I, I like him a little bit this year. I'm not. I got to see how he performs first. Uh, T. Higgins is there. I think uh, Jamar Chase is probably the better option in that Cincinnati offense. Uh, this is really going to be my first bench position guy, and if we're really looking at it, Kenny Galladay is kind of a very good bench piece. He could fill in as a starter in some weeks. And if we were, if this was my initial draft i think wide receiver a lot more here because Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb both have a bye week of 7 so just being weary of that uh, but with my second or my 7th round selection top of the 7th round uh, I'm thinking about taking a running back and I'm just looking for an upside guy right now uh, it's either Mike Davis or Chase Edmonds right now maybe Melvin Gordon or Mostert Honestly, but I know Trey Sermon, the rookie, is coming in and performing really well, so he might be splitting time. I'm looking for a guy that's not going to be splitting that much time, and I think it's probably going to be Chase Edmonds, just because I said it a few weeks ago, the injury uh, concerns for James Conner are there, so he might get a lot of time, and when he was the starter when Kenyon Drake was down, he was performing very well. So now we're back up on the clock, and... Wow, quarterbacks actually started flying off the board. I didn't even realize, but uh, let's look where they've been going. Lamar went in the fifth. Uh, Kyler, Kyler, Kyler at 6.02. Dak at 6.06. Russell Wilson at 6.09. So I'm honestly going to wait because I can get Tannehill or Matt Stafford even later than this, and those are two guys... I've talked about. It. I think you're doing really well. Justin Herbert went 703, and Aaron Rodgers somewhere down the board 710. So this is something I wanted to talk about because it didn't really happen as much here, but this quarter, but the quarterback run or even the tight end run is a phenomenal strategy. I'm going to actually look at the tight ends available. There, there's uh, five taken off the board. T.J. Hawkinson is the highest rated right now. We could definitely wait on some of these guys, but if you're trying to, uh, this really works more for a middle round, so maybe I won't talk about it as much, but basically what the uh, quarterback uh, run is, and this is actually a perfect example because this is where the drop-off kind of hits at this eighth guy in Aaron Rodgers. You have Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Tannehill, Stafford as the next few up. If you're in a league with casual players, as I'm thinking about actually taking another wide receiver here, let's look down the board. Jamar Chase went in the last round, it looks like, but in terms of quarterbacks, if you're if you're drafting in a spot towards the middle of the round, you want a guy that's, I'm taking Mostert here, by the way, you're going to want a guy that's up there on the board, maybe a running back or a receiver that's... A few picks off of what you can really think about, or where you can easily select. It's kind of hard to explain, but let's just look at it this way. Say you're drafting in the third spot, and it's round six. You want in this draft. You want Chase Edmonds. Sometimes taking the quarterback, if like Dak Prescott's still available, you could take him in the sixth round. Have him fall a few spots, maybe. The guy next to you takes Russell Wilson then yeah those are and then one other guy probably could go in this round. maybe Justin Herbert goes a little earlier than he does in this draft. So those are three spots where a quarterback was taken two picks off the board that they, that uh your guy Chase Edmonds could have been. and now he falls to you with that third or fourth spot in the next round. so I think it's a very good strategy and I'll definitely explain it better in a later episode. But, yeah, I took Raheem Mostert there. He was just sitting there. I think he's definitely a guy that if I'm not sure about one of my starters in the beginning of the season, he's a guy that I know is going to be a guaranteed starter to start this season off and could definitely make an impact on my team if I need him. If guys get hurt and he's still the starting guy, then I think it's a good idea. He's a good guy to plug in if he's around. But it's the ninth round now. Still trying to think this is we're starting to get in like that filler category of players. Will Fuller's the number one wide receiver on the board. I've only drafted receivers and running backs to this point. Let's see, I got one, two, three, four, five running backs and three receivers. So I'm either thinking wide receiver right now or the tight end position before it thins out where I can't get anybody. Uh TJ Hawkinson, I'm not really sure about. This upcoming season. Noah Fant, same thing. Dallas Goddard could be a selection. And then Tunyon way down the board. But I could get these guys really later. Tyler Higbee even Irv Smith are not even projected to be starters in this 10-man draft. Johnnie Smith, same thing. He's a guy I want to look for. Uh, I'm going to have to take a receiver here just so I can have the depth I need. Uh, And I'm thinking... You no, know I'm going to take a risk here because Jerry Judy's a guy I could take a flyer on. And I think he might uh, really outperform himself to what he did last year. But I think if you're looking for a sure thing, you got to go with Corey Davis. Even though I'm a Jet fan, I think he's going to have a... I do think as an analyst, he'll have a very good year as that number one guy. Uh, The Jets don't have that many weapons. Damian Harris, wow, he just went... He was a guy I could have wanted. And, yeah, like I said, uh, where did he go? Yeah, Jerry Judy was picked. Let's see where. Um, Did he go in round 10? No, he actually went in round 9, four picks after I picked. So that's what I was saying in the earlier round, in the beginning of the show before he started the podcast. Say I liked Jerry Judy over Corey Davis. I and like I knew he was going to fall. He wouldn't have been there. I could have taken Jerry Judy with that pick, maybe reached on him a little bit. Uh, TJ Hawkinson went. That's another tight end off the board. I still look like I'm going to wait. Uh, just some other notable guys that were going in the 10th round. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, both running backs in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Damian Harris at 10-7. I was shocked to see him actually falling that late. I thought he would go much earlier. But that's actually something good to note because he went uh, very late in the drafts. So and I think he's a guy that's got a lot of upside. I'm going to probably take a quarterback here at my 10th round pick since I haven't already. Maybe I just... Uh... See, I'm actually taking this really seriously, but... I feel like I could wait on Stafford a little bit, so I will. Uh, maybe just fu- take my final running back because uh, this it's starting to thin out a little bit. And this is... Now we're in the 11th round. And this is now a spot where I think you're taking guys for upside. I'm actually going to go with Dallas Goddard here just because I don't think I'll get him later on. But... Uh, In these rounds, ADP kind of goes out the window. Like I just said, I drafted a tight end because I needed one. But some of these guys at the running back position, Kenyon Drake, James Conner, Naheem Hines, Devin Singletary, these are all going to be backups at the moment it looks like. But upside guys, that they're going to be droppable in the first couple weeks if they're not performing. You're not kicking yourself for drafting drafting them basically. Uh, the best-rated guy is Kenyon Drake, who's on the Raiders now. I think he's going to be backing up Josh Jacobs. James Conner, I could handcuff him with Chase Edmonds, but they're both bench guys, so I'm really not going to do that. Naheem Hines, he's, he gets a, one or two good games a year, as he did last year, but Jonathan Taylor is really taking over as the starter. Yeah, these are all basically bench guys. I'm going to actually go Tariq Cohen here because – He's coming back from an injury, so that's why he's probably down so low. But this is a PPR league. He's going to do really well. And, yeah, now I just saw Tom Brady go and Jalen Hurts. So I think it's probably time to take a quarterback. And with that, t- yeah, Tannehill also went. So I'm taking Matt Stafford with my uh, – is this my 10th, 12th? Yeah, this is my 13th round right now. I got one more bench spot. I need a kicker and a defense. Which I'm not too really concerned about. But in like, if it got to like the 11th round where Tariq Cohen wasn't there, um, I could have really taken a defense there and it would have helped me out tremendously. I'm thinking wide receiver here. Uh, Henry Ruggs is available, he's very far down the board. So is Nelson Aguilar, who I talked about last week. But Henry Ruggs in, on the Vegas Raiders, I think he's taking a huge step this year. With Nelson Aguilar gone, so I'm going to take him here to finish off my bench. And now we'll start to see the kickers and defenses go. But that's going to be it for the final for the first ever mock draft. But let's see kicker and defense. We'll start off with the defense. Oh, uh, yeah, New England's available. They're going to have a lot of guys coming back from uh from COVID. Yeah, they had a lot of guys last year basically sit out because of the virus. And now they'll all be coming back. I think they had a very good defense still. But two years ago, they were one of the top dogs, so I'll take them. Really, in this situation, you're looking at maybe a team that's going to have a very good week one matchup to take. And then just to end off the kickers, I get first pick. At kicker, I'm going to go Harrison Bucker just because the Chiefs score a lot. So that's going to be it. Uh, this actually grades your team for you. I got a 93 out of 100. But I think a lot of that, as I did it last year, Christian McCaffrey definitely gives you a big boost in this. But looking at the final team, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with my second pick, and Justin Jefferson at the turn. Then I went C.D. Lamb and Chris Carson. Kenny Galladay was my first bench piece. And then just some other guys. I got Chase Evans, Raheem Mostert, and Tariq Cohen in the 11th round. Corey Davis and Dallas Goddard in between. And Goddard as my starting tight end. Stafford at quarterback. Henry Ruggs was my final pick before the Patriots defense. And Harrison Butker. Uh We're definitely going to look into some of these other teams as well in next week's episode, but I do think I did very well. Uh, let's see what else this website will give us. Um, but just some final thoughts. I think I would have liked to take another tight end just because I'm not too sure on Dallas Goddard. Maybe next time instead of Rugs, I could have taken Johnu Smith, who went for oh two picks after. Um, I'm trying to think. The other thing was the Corey Davis selection, and yeah. But I think I did very well for the first one. I'll look a lot more in-depth at this draft over the next week. And next week we'll talk about it, recap, see some final thoughts, what I what I learned, what I maybe uh, noted. But that's going to do it for me. Make sure to check out all of our social media as well as our Spotify. This is actually the, this is the third episode of Fantasyland, but all the Coast to Coast episodes are up as well on Spotify and YouTube. So definitely check those out. But for this week, I'm Michael Fumafretto. See you next week, I guess, on Fantasyland, the fantasy football podcast where we talk about what the experts won't.